What's going on, Golf Addicts? In this interview, we're talking to Trevor Cohn. He graduated off the Corn Ferry Tour. He's going to be a rookie on the PGA Tour this season. He is a mauler of the golf ball, green in regulation stud. We're going to talk about his golf game, why he thinks it's better suited for the PGA Tour, a couple of his favorite courses on tour, and, you know, what he needs to improve to really be a contender. Listen, in this Corn Ferry Tour series that we're doing, we're interviewing these guys because they're names you need to know. If you're betting, if you're playing DFS early in the season or really at any point in the season, having a leg up on some of these names that are going to be super cheap, super long odds, coming off the Corn Ferry Tour, this is going to be important. I mean, think about last year, Cam Young, right? Had we had any of us known how good Cam Young was going to be, you'd have been playing him all the time, betting him all the time. Yet nobody talked about him until he was out there. Trevor Cohn could be that guy. We're going to have a bunch of other Corn Ferry Tour guys on the podcast. Trevor's a cool dude. We talk about his favorite courses, his least favorite and favorite putting surfaces. And he tells us that there is a swing coming out on the PJ Tour this season as a rookie who is a Corn Ferry Tour graduate, the sweetest swing he's ever seen. And it's a name that you've probably not heard of. And this guy could be also a stud. So enjoy the podcast with Trevor Cohn. This is a shorter one. We're going to keep these Corn Ferry Tour shows a little tighter. Uh, learn about these guys as players, and hopefully we can use that as an edge later on in the season. If you like this interview, if you appreciate the effort we've made to get these guys on, drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. We'd greatly appreciate it. It only takes you a couple minutes. Write something nice. If you did it a long time ago, you can do it again. It still works, and we'd appreciate it. Here's Trevor Cohn. All right, DB here. Happy to welcome a new rookie on the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour stud. From North Carolina. We got another North Carolina boy hitting the PGA Tour. Links here in just a couple weeks. Mr. Trevor Cohn. Trevor, thanks for joining the Tour Junkies podcast. Good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, DB. I appreciate it. All right. So you've been, you know, you went to school at, it was Virginia Tech. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Tech. You're a North Carolina guy. We, we love our boy JT Poston. He's a North, good North Carolina guy. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey to the tour, I guess, because I know you had like a, I think you had conditional status in, on the Corn Ferry Tour in 2018 or something, but talk about like just, you know, going from high school to Virginia Tech, then Virginia Tech, how, how did you get to the Corn Ferry Tour? I think you played on the uh, McKenzie Tour a little bit too. So like maybe just talk through your climb to this point. Yeah, so I turned pro in the fall of 2015, went to Q school, um, didn't get through, I want to say it was second stage that year. and then. Uh, Went to Latin American Q school. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I played very well down there. Um, then got my McKenzie Tour card through Q school that spring of 2016. Um, played up there for two seasons, and then never really like played great. Like 30th, 25th on the points list. Like nothing to like skip stages of Q school, um, but just decent, solid golf to like start my pro career, and then um, steadily got better and better, and then. Uh, got to final stage in 27th, I think both 2016 and 17. Um, just never finished in that top 45 to get guaranteed starts. And then uh, 2018, I had conditional on Corn Ferry through final stage. And I played one event in McKenzie Tour, the first event of the year. And then I um, had been playing mini tours that spring. And then just, uh, I think I got in on my number in. Uh, New York peak and peak. It's not an event anymore on Corn Ferry, but got in on my number there, July fourth week, and then just played, played my way in, finished like top ten there, and then played my way into 
the next few and just kept top 25ing and then uh, eventually won like the second to last event of the year, but just didn't have enough starts. Um, I wish I had more that year, um, but everything works out for a reason. Then had some really lean years, 19 through 21. Um, bunch of miscuts. I think my most in a row was like 10 in a row and 20. Mm. That might've been last year, honestly. Um, and then something just clicked this year. I, I was playing really good golf to start the year and then, uh, just made a bunch of cuts, but then, uh, missed a few events because of reshuffles and whatnot. And then everything clicked the one week in, in Kansas city and then just real steady golf from there that just got me to where I was. And then Utah, just top five in Utah just kind of locked it up, I guess. So, so here we are. Yeah. So the, so the victory this year, like how, how did you said something click? I mean, I'm sure you have to have an idea of like what actually happened for you. Was it more mental? Was it more confidence? Was it swing, a, a slight swing change, something like that? Um, I think it's just like a culmination of the work I've been putting in with my coach, uh, John Scott Rattans in, uh, Bethesda, Maryland. And then, um, it just that that golf course is perfect for me. It's a bunch of draw holes off the tee, so everything suits my eye except for maybe one or two. And um, the putter just really got hot. Like I I don't know what clicked. We uh, we had kind of worked on something like setup wise with the putter a few weeks before, and then it wasn't anything crazy. Just a little like more forward press, and then um, really dialing in the the setup with my stance and whatnot. And I don't know. I I've always been a decent putter, but for some reason that week and since then um it's been more about green reading i've just always misread greens a little bit um i'd say and then i don't know i was just really seeing the lines that week so i love to so one of the things we do this every week we break down every pga tour event um in terms of uh like daily fantasy on DraftKings or betting so we we know these you know we know players pretty well and like when when a new batch comes out from the corn Ferry tour we're trying to get to know these guys game pretty well you know, and, and you look, you can look on the PJ Tour side. You can see some stats. I mean, there, there's not a lot of. They don't make it easy to find any strokes gain data. I don't. I guess there's not any for the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, that needs to. That needs to happen. But, um, you know, one thing I, I did notice is you hit it. A, you hit it a long way, Trevor. I mean, everybody seemingly hits it a long way on the Corn Ferry Tour. But you know, 320 average. I think you finished 11th on the on the season in driving distance. But the putter seemed to be like I would say that you know putting and scrambling was when I looked at the stats was the issue um, in terms like that that was where you were you were kind of bottom half of the of the you know of the group there like but you talked about with the putter you don't you don't really feel like it was your stroke it was more like green reading and uh, maybe a slight tweak here and there. Yeah, I mean, I've always I'll be the first to tell you I've always been like a more of a ball striker yeah. than anything. Uh, it's just been whether the putting's been consistent and then. Uh, my my scrambling is a little the stats are a little skewed i'd say like i i'm not the worst like chipper or pitcher in the world mm -hmm. I, by far not the best at all but um i think it gets skewed because i i hit so many greens and then yeah. you miss a couple up and downs or or whatnot um miss the putts after good chips whatever um but yeah i, I think those are the areas that need to work on for the next level but um uh, who knows? Yeah, I misspoke. So you're eighth and you're eighth off the tee and eleventh. I knew there was an eleventh in there somewhere. Eleventh in greens and regs. So yeah, I mean you're just like this prototypical ball striking stud that hits it a mile, hits a ton of greens and reg. And really we're always like I mean, I think there's a lot of guys like that that have a lot of success on the PJ tour. You, you got guys that 
historically have been tremendous ball strikers and you're always waiting or you're waiting on that peak putting week, which anybody can really get hot with a putter for a week or two or a month or whatever that may be. Uh, but it's hard to, you know, all of a sudden, you know, if you're hitting a 290, all of a sudden you hit a 320. Like that doesn't happen very easily. So I think, you know, do you think when you look ahead of the PGA Tour, do you feel like your game kind of, like how do you feel like your game is going to translate or, or do you think it will be better on the PGA Tour, like better suited for the PGA Tour than Corn Ferry? We're going to get right back to Trevor Cohn here in just a second, but I do want to remind you guys to subscribe to the two hottest emails that you can get in the DFS and golf betting streets. And that is the heavy petting email and the chalk bomb. Heavy petting hits on Tuesdays, chalk bomb on Wednesdays. Every week there's a PGA Tour event, and it's got all the stuff you need to help you make the best decisions in daily fantasy, as well as uh, betting on the PGA Tour. And it's all free. And you can sign up in the link in the description of this podcast. Check it out, or you can go to tourjunkies.com slash chalk bomb and subscribe, along with thousands of others. Get a leg up. Get two really important, critical pieces of content on Tuesday and Wednesday before every single PGA Tour event, you will not regret it. Trust me. All right. So click in the description of this podcast, subscribe, and let's enjoy the rest of this Trevor Cohn conversation. Because we've heard guys say uh, that before. I don't know. I don't know really what yeah, that means. I mean, everyone, everyone seems to say that about like ball strikers, I guess, because I think the greens and whatnot, like everything's just a little bit tougher on the big tour, um, whether it's hitting fairways or firmer greens um stuff like that i i don't know i'd be intrigued i don't really know any other golf courses besides the the big big ones that i've seen on tv like i have no idea about anything in napa next week so that's going to be an interesting one but um yeah i mean i think ball striking obviously is a i would say it's a bigger like i mean it's like you said it's easier to to be a really good ball striker than it is to like gain distance so I think the things that I need to work on are, are much easier to get better at progressively than, than ball striking, I guess. So um, if I always have that in my back pocket, I think I'm going to be always be all right and have a chance out there. So with the putting, is there a, is there a surface that you prefer? Like, are you more of a, I mean, you're in North Carolina, there's probably a fair amount of bent, fair amount of Bermuda. Um, like how comfy are you on POA when you hit the West Coast stuff in the beginning of the year? Like what 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 are how are you most comfortable on the putting green? Um, yeah, I mean I'd say Bermuda obviously is probably like the easiest for me. It always I always thought that was my best surface because if you get really good Bermuda, then you know which what like you never have like an idea of you're never really gonna really misread one, I guess, because the grain. Yep. Um, I've always been all right on Ben. I've gotten a lot better in the recent years, uh, green reading wise. And then Poa, I don't know. I've, I've been on the West Coast a few times. Um, the the greens in Utah for the Corn Ferry event are a lot of Poe. So, and I've always had success out there. So I think I'll be I'll be pretty good. I mean, you get an afternoon round out there though, and it's kind of yeah. dicey at like Pebble or wherever they play out there. So, yeah, um, yeah. So you mentioned like you're not super familiar with a lot of the courses on tour. I mean, what are some courses that, I mean, I guess like maybe not specific courses, but talk about like golf courses, layouts, features that you, that you hate versus like what you're really looking for. And like, when you see it, you know, when you start getting into it on the tour schedule, you go, okay, like this is the kind of place that, that sets up well for me. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the one thing that sticks out for me is I've always been a bigger fan of harder golf courses mm -hmm. and i know a lot of them will play harder than 
that I'm used to from Corn Ferry on uh, on the PGA Tour. Um, but the one that sticks out uh, is Quail Hollow. So Wells has yeah. always been, I mean, going to that as a kid and whatnot has always been the one that I've always wanted to play in. And Quail's really tough. The few times I've played it with guys around here in Charlotte. Um, trying to think. When it comes to like the ones I don't like, it's it's more like that tropical golf. So like I hate going to the Bahamas, even though it's a great place to go on vacation and stuff. That it's just I don't know the the wind and whatnot. So like I'd say the one I'm looking forward to the least is probably like the Honda. Yeah. Just I feel like the bear trap could give me nightmares. <laughs> I was gonna say like Bermuda and like uh, Puerto Rico and stuff like it's wide open. You should just be able to unload. True. You know, yeah. I mean, I I get it a little bit with the with the wind stuff. Um, I just played the course in Puerto Rico like two weeks ago. I played it twice, uh, and it was wide open for me. So I'm sure it's good for you. Um, so there's not a lot of guys. Like I was looking around, there's not a lot of guys from Virginia Tech that have ever like really. You you could be like the the hokey god on the PJ Tour. Like you and Long Dong De Jong, Brendan De Jong could be it. It's like you, Johnson, Wagner, right? Anybody else? Yeah. Are we missing I anybody? Think, I think there was a guy way back in like the 70s and his per 80s. Um, it was like the first All-American. I think it's Tim Collins, but I don't know if he ever played like on tour very long. Yeah. But yeah. You got a chance to put the Hokies on the map, man. Yeah, man. I, I mean, <laughs> Johnson and Dongy have, uh, have, I don't know, quite the, uh, quite the level to live up to from the stories I've heard of those guys. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually going to try and talk to Johnson uh, this afternoon. I'm I'm a little closer to him than I am Brendan, so, um, but those guys are, are both great ambassadors for tech, so I'm just trying to live up to their hype. Nice. Are there other guys out there already on the tour that you've, you, you're pretty close with, you're pretty tight with, like maybe through Corn Ferry Tour last season or something like that? Um, I don't think there's any guys I'm super close to um, that are graduating this year. Will Gordon, uh, we're both from kind of the same area probably 20 minutes apart um so we play a lot growing up together and then uh, he's a bomber do you hit it farther than him who's 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 sending it more you were your will i mean i'll say his looks a lot more intimidating than mine they, <laughs> i say we both get it out there pretty far but his has uh, a little bit different sound i'd say than mine mm. um you mentioned jt poston we we grew up playing a ton of junior all together so nice. i mean we're not as close in recent years because we've obviously been living two different uh, tours so it'll be nice to get out there with him and uh and see some old friends Danny McCarthy is another guy that I play a lot of golf with in the ACC so yeah there's a, there's a few guys but it'll be interesting nice um so you apparently a member of the tour junkies and now I, I mean I say this very lightly because he's on thin ice it really is on thin ice the guy <laughs> I can't he's like he's like trying to herd, uh, herd cats, but uh, Garrett Simmons apparently used yeah. to caddy for you. We call him the kid, G-Money. Uh, he helps us out with some Tour Junkies content every now and then. I mean, how terrible was that guy as a caddy? Was it pretty bad? No, he was great. He, uh, he caddied for me in my first ever Corn Ferry event, actually. It was actually at Vic, Vic National, so last oh, week we played place. Miles with it. Um, yeah, so it was, it was when it was back in April, and uh, he was probably like, how the hell did this guy even get out here? Because I think we got like, I think we shot like 80, 70 something. So hard miss cut. And uh, it was a quick two days of work for, for G money. That was it. That was just, that was just that one week and, and it was done. Uh, I mean, he, I don't know. It's like it a one night stand more. out there, huh? 
No, nah, that's the one that sticks out to me the most. I'm uh I'm notorious for uh if anyone's ever looking for a bag, mine's mine's usually open. So. Oh my God. Wait a minute, who's uh, on yeah. your bag now? Who's your who's your caddy now? Um, I've had a guy on and off for the last couple of years, um, named Kenny McAvoy. He uh he caddies at the ocean course. He's he's been out here um uh, caddy for Derek Ernst for a little while and then uh I'm gonna have a buddy who I played at tech with um start next week in Napa. So um his name's Dan Woodbury, but he uh yeah, he's been out here probably 15 or 20 times. So, okay, for me in Utah when we kind of locked up the guard. And, Dan and, did? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so nice. I just solidified it. but And obviously a good player. Yeah, he is. He, uh, he just tried to play for the last few years and then kind of decided to finally give it up. Yeah. So how did the um, – how, well, how, what was the party like when you, when you locked up your card? What did you do? What was the – how'd it go? Uh, it was pretty anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> we were obviously at Omaha, so I, I kind of just – I'm trying to think who was there. My dad was there. My girlfriend was there. Kenny, um, Dan actually came in for the, for Sunday. And then, uh, David Coker is a real good buddy of mine. We, we travel a lot together out here. He also lives in Charlotte, um, and his caddy. So we just went to this, this like famous wing place there and, uh, just a bunch of beers, a lot of wings, nice. some, uh, some electric darts. Unfortunately, they didn't have real dart boards, but Gross. yeah, for us, Nothing crazy. What um, so when you look at the guys who are coming out with you, um, you know, obviously you're you're focused on you, right? And and you you gotta you gotta figure it out. When you look at the guys that are coming out, like last year, I feel like nobody's. I well, at least in my world, in the betting DFS kind of space, nobody really saw Cam Young coming. Like everybody, you know, it it kind of took a minute for for him to 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 show up, and and all of a sudden, everybody's like, wow, who's this kid? Like, who do you think that could be of the of the forty nine other guys coming out? Like, who's a couple of guys that you think, like, man, this guy's game? Like, maybe they didn't finish as high up on the on the on the final season point list, but you feel like these guys got some game. Uh, I'm gonna hope that the uh, Advent Health Championship winner continues to do what Cam Young did. So I'm hoping that's me. Yeah, of personally. course, of course. Uh, but to be honest, if you ask anyone who was out here with Cam last year you could kind of see it coming obviously he was really good ball striker he just kind of had to figure it out with the the putting yeah and uh he obviously got that dialed in so yeah um yeah i don't know um i haven't really looked at the list of guys Uh, obviously in the finals 25 there's a lot of guys that lost their card and got it back so i'm sure those guys yeah have a little bit of a leg up but yeah i mean hopefully hopefully myself i mean uh i feel like my game's trending in the right direction and at the, I'm glad I'm. I'm glad I actually got my card this year instead of 2018. Because now that I look back on it, I probably wasn't going to be prepared to uh, get out there. Now it's not going to be very daunting, I'd say. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So this came up in the research, and maybe this is wrong, but you're 29 years old, right? Is that right? 29. Okay, so you're you're young guy. How in the hell is Mike Weir your favorite golfer? Uh, so it's, I don't know. That was a weird thing. I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> I started following him maybe in Charlotte one year and it was probably around the year, like, like probably around 03 when he had won the masters. And I don't know if I had started really liking him before that or after that, but I, I don't know. I was just trying to find someone different, um, <laughs> than everyone else, I guess. That's... I wasn't the biggest Tiger fan growing up. So I was just like, I mean, I got to pick somebody else. You went with Mike Weir. 
I mean, yeah. even as young as you are, I mean, I'm 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 about to be 39, and I mean, I yeah. feel like when I was watching golf, Mike was like kind of, he was kind of, he had kind of hit his peak and coming down. Like you, yeah. you picked him up on his way down. I know. I mean, <laughs> it was ever- funny because I because he's we started playing. Uh, I guess he came back because he's gearing up for Champion Store, so yeah. he was in like 48, 49 category a couple years ago. And I remember walking down to the range in Bogota, and I was like holy shit, like, Mike Weir's out here. And it was just, like, the most normal thing ever. I was like, I don't, I'm not even, like, shell-shocked or anything, but it was just kind of funny. I was like, I can't believe he was my favorite golfer at the time. Yeah, I got to tell you, that is, that is a very, that's, that's electric. Speaking of electric personalities on the PJ Tour, all right, I, I'm going to, I got to, I'm going to give you an inside tip. You may already know this, but I'm just telling you, you need to find a way to hang out with, sit down at lunch with, breakfast, practice round, whatever. Figure it out with Siwoo Kim, okay? Yeah. Have you heard anything about Siwoo Kim? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, uh, okay. I've heard he's pretty funny. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't know. He's very funny. Um, yeah. Make it happen. Just, I'm just I heard he's you. got, like, Harold always said he had the best hair on tour, so. The best hair? That's what, he, that's what Harold likes to say, but um, I don't know. We got some good HV3 stories from Harold, actually. He's given us a couple. Uh, Fleener yeah. and Poston have given us a couple good ones. Shockingly, uh, Matt Naismith, we talked to him last week. He's, he's, uh, he had a couple really good one-liners from Siwoo that have been good. But I'm just telling you, he's just this unassuming guy, you know, if you, run, yeah. if you walk across him in, on the range or something. But try to create moments with Siwoo and then get back to us. We'll, we'll have you back on at some point in the year, and we're going to ask yeah. for an update. Absolutely. It's funny that there's South Koreans. Now that you say that, uh, the one guy I will say that has probably the best golf swing I've I've seen since I've been out here is SH Kim. Yep, you know him. Yep, so, uh, Sun Young Kim. He's he's Sun Kim. Yeah, he's like twelfth on the list or something, right? Yeah, he's he's gonna be like pretty good. So. I mean, you got him and like Tom Kim. You know, have, have all of a sudden they're taking over. They're taking yeah. over, dude. They're crushing it, and he lives in. SH is living in Dallas too, which is right there where that's where Siwoo lives. They're they're getting like a little a little bunch of them there, and they're crushing it. Um, yeah. So that could be interesting. So you think he's got the best golf swing you've ever seen? Have you ever seen Davis Riley's golf swing? Like Davis Riley's golf swing looks so damn good. Davis Riley's is pretty good. I mean, there's a ton of them nowadays. It's right, unbelievable. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just a factory. I mean, you yeah. got Zal Torres, Cam Young, like all those guys. Yeah. Although Cam Young swing, like it's a little weird with the it is a little bit. But Davis, yeah. like Davis's to me is just like pff, silky. Technically, yeah. I'll have to pay attention to SH Kim's swing. Um, all right, we're gonna get you out of here with this last question. Two truths and a lie. We're talking to Trevor Cohn, uh, Corn Ferry Tour graduate, PJ Tour rookie, making his debut at the uh, in Napa, right? And um, long hitting son of a gun from North Carolina, Virginia Tech grad. It's been good to have him on. He's gonna try to give us two truths and a lie about himself. We can maybe find out a little something. So hit me with it. Take your time if you need to think about something. It's okay. Yeah. Um, It's tough to make you make you guess the right one. Um. All right. I'm a big fan of uh, of whiskeys. Okay. Um, I have a golden retriever named Gus, Mm. and I wear a size 15 shoe. Mm. 
Um, I did very limited Instagram stalking before this. I feel like I saw a dog. So I'll go. I'll, I'll say the dog is is true. And now, if you just changed up the name on me, then then screw you. That's not good. Uh, so I'll say the dog is true. You're 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 tall, and she's like six six, fifteen. Uh-huh. I'm gonna say it's the it's the whiskey thing is the lie. That's correct. Oh, okay. You're not a fan of whiskey. Are you a fan of something? No, else? I mean, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. I'd say I don't know. I just looked at our bar cart, and I was like, <laughs> I mean, I got I got whis- I got like three bottles of whiskey over there that I that I've gotten touch. from a crude, and I just haven't even touched them. What do you like to drink? What's your what's your go to? Cocktail. I'm a I'm a common man, dude. I'm, I'm just beer. a beer PBR or whatever you got. PBR. Boz is cold. You know, the older I get, the the less I like the brown water myself. I mean, I like a little if it's a really nice one and I'm I'm just sipping it. You know, I can handle it. But the older you get, man, the worse that stuff starts to treat your body. Yeah, so I'm sure you're probably smart to stick to the beer. All right, Trevor. Uh, thanks, man. We appreciate your time. Best of luck to you on the uh, you're the first your first PJ Tour season. We'll be paying attention. You know, hey, listen, you're gonna get this too. You're gonna start out the year and you're gonna be like 6100 on DraftKings, okay? And don't don't get mad. You know, you're gonna shoot up the radar the better you play, and then you're gonna start having people yell at you and say, "Okay, on my DraftKings lineup, why'd you make a double bogey?" Just turn to those people and tell them to f off. And we do not condone any of that behavior, so I want to let you know that ahead of time so that, like, mid-year when somebody's yelling at you from outside the ropes, you're like, God, those damn tour junkies guys probably told that guy to say that. No, we, tell, we do not tell people to say that. They're $5 a week. Doesn't mean jack shit when you guys are doing your job. So if you get those people, tell them to shut up. But just understand, you know, we're going to be watching. And I, I want to see that DraftKings price rise throughout the year because that means you're, you're crushing. Yeah, I mean, if they if – they... I'll take it as a good side if they're yelling at me after making bogeys. So that, that means, means yeah, that means that means they're playing you. They know they know what's up. They're ready to roll. So um, yeah. we appreciate it, man. We'll uh, we'll have you All back right. on at the end of the year. See what's up, and don't forget Siwoo Kim and file the file the stories so that you can write them down. So that when we have you back on, I can be like, all right, all the Siwoo Kim stories. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Appreciate Thanks, it, man. man. See you, dude.